welcome to the Hebrew podcast. Um, this is episode 24, and I am not with Daniel today, unfortunately. I am with Andy. Say hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. <laughs> I okay. couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tempting. Okay, um, I thought we'd go for something a little bit different today. Um, we were talking on Twitter the other day and decided that we could do a Skype podcast. So, uh, Andy, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, yes, I am a YouTuber. I go by the YouTube name of Gaming for Good or Gaming for Good 11 if you are searching for me on YouTube. And I just generally play any games that I like, a lot of Oculus Rift virtual reality stuff, and then just mess around with my friends. Okay, um, and I think we need to talk games in a bit. Yes, totally. But first, we need to talk about Batman vs. Superman. Yes, I, I managed to uh, finally get round to watching it at the weekend, and um, yeah, I have a few thoughts, a few questions. I, I mean, yeah, I think there are questions, but having seen the scores that some of the websites, such as Rotten Tomatoes, have given it, Ooh, what did they I feel like they, they've really murdered it. Um, it's got to be, I'm going to think it's going to be around the... Low 30s, high 20s? You are bang on. 28. Ooh, that is but what good. I will say is the audience score is 69 liked it. That's, so yeah. That, I feel like that's closer to where we probably could be. Yeah, I think... Well, um, I mean, they have been saying that it, it is a movie for the fans, not for the critics. Absolutely, yeah. And so. I think... Surely that's what everyone wants. Yeah, well, yeah. There's too many critics out there. There is. And we're about to <laughs> yes. become two of them. So, what were you expecting? Um, I will be honest. I I wasn't so much expecting it, but I was deathly afraid that this movie would become Spider-Man three. Do you okay? Is this so? We're talking Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Where okay. I was because I mean, the problem with that movie was the fact that they got um, they was just like okay, now the villain in this is going to be Sandman, and here's his origin story where he becomes this weird sand fellow and then oh yeah who look here's venom and here's the origin story for venom and then you know oh look you've still got the green goblin in the mix and then all of a sudden you've got so many stories that are trying to start have a middle and conclude all in one film it was a big thing for me i really didn't like that and i was afraid that this was going to be the same they were going to be like oh look here's batman his parents are dead spoilers and then, oh look, here's Wonder Woman, and here's Aquaman, and here's everybody else. And it was just going to be an entire long film about people being introduced, and it was going to be nothing to do with Batman versus Superman. I mean, now you've said that, it is, it's not that dissimilar from Superman 3. Now, I i like the backstory. Mm. I, like, I like to be told 30 times how Batman became Batman. <laughs> um, so I was always going to enjoy this, and I think I knew that when I went to the film. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, it had to be different enough. So I think that will come into the background stuff that we will hopefully talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But I, I, I think I'm very much the same as you. I, I was hoping for the best, yeah. but fearing the worst. Um, but I'd say at five minutes in, I was, I was, I was settled. I was happy. <laughs> it didn't take me very long to realise that I was going to enjoy this film. Um, um, go on. Well, it was like two minutes in. I was, I was at that moment of just like. Okay, I could very easily walk out right now if this doesn't quite play out. Do you remember yeah. in the in the first in sort of the first sequence where he's at the the parents' funeral? It's one of the I want to say it's a dream sequence. I I don't know. 
Um, it has to be. Yeah, I think it is, actually. I think he says it's a dream. Um, he runs off and he falls down the, the well and then he gets swarmed by the bats and then the bats start lifting up a child. And in my head, I yeah. sat there and I'm thinking to myself, if this is not a dream sequence, I'm leaving. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, to be honest, even before in that scene when he was running through the woods, I was just like, oh, really? I just, I wasn't enjoying that. Yeah. I just... And to be honest, the best thing that could have happened to him was fall down the well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely agree when I saw that. That was that was my biggest worry with this film. I think once that had happened really early on, there was a little bit there that, that where this could have gone really bad. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but also the cave looked cool. It did. That out. Yeah. You didn't see much of it, but... And that was a huge thing in this film for me. I, I love the, uh, the old-fashioned sort of ideals of, of Batman. As much as I like the last, you know, the last three films, I, you need something different, and I think it tried to go backwards and make it different again. Yeah, yeah, you certainly have to sort of take yourself away from the Nolan verse of Batman. Yeah, and there was there was a few ways to do it. You could go total Batman sixty six, and make it super campy and really weird, or you could, you know, take the direction in which they did, and it, it's not a bad direction at all. Yeah. I think one of the problems is these films have to be, they have to be a lot darker now, yeah. Because otherwise they end up becoming, um, something like Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, I still haven't seen the new one. I haven't either, um, mainly because I was scarred by the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know they have to become something dark, but at the same time you want them to be a little bit more, a little bit lighter and 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 friendlier than than the old Batman, like the last few Batman films. Yeah, I think the um, the previous Batman films, um, I was always sort of, kind of, not so much annoyed, but I was just like, how can you have a character that calls himself the Dark Knight in a world that is full of all this bright, neon, Mr. Freeze, you know, the previous Batman yeah. iterations, I was just like, you can't have a Dark Knight in such bright lights, it's just it doesn't quite work. It, I think Batman does kind of need to be kind of dark and gritty. Yeah. Sorry, just give me one second. I have locked my girlfriend out of the house. I thought I heard a doorbell. Seemed yeah, like go. a good idea. <sighs> I'm back. She didn't kill you. Good job. Yeah. How long would you wait before you call the police? Um, I don't know. Cause where would I send them? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be that hard to find out where I am. Let's let's talk about Superman. Okay. Mainly because I've never been a huge fan of Superman. Um. Yeah. I don't. I can't say I've had much. I I vaguely remember watching a few of the um, episodes of the new Adventures of Superman. Okay. That that's about it. Like. <laughs> I watched my entire superhero. Uh, sorry, Superman experience has been watching the last film and building the Lego set. And that is literally it. That is that is probably about as much experience as what I've had. I did watch the last film. Don't remember a great deal about it. Um, yeah, it's something I keep saying I'll go back and watch because I, I don't remember it being bad. I, I remember yeah. thinking it, this is it's not a bad film. So maybe I need to go back and rewatch that. I think the problem with I mean, well, everybody's the internet's problem with it is the fact that Superman just went round and absolutely destroyed Metropolis. Everyone's just like. He caused so much yeah. damage and he yeah. didn't care. Yeah. Which that, they kind of... Now, do you think that they had... That was all part of a big plan? Because this movie kind of touches on that, doesn't it? 
Yeah. This is a problem with, with superhero films in general now, isn't it? We don't know whether they're bringing something in. Whether We don't know whether every film is the first of a set of films. Yeah. I think, which... oh, well, at this point, I think Marvel have certainly set the standard and DC are just trying like hell to catch up. Well, I think, and I think we know how many more films DC are bringing out in this franchise now, don't we? They, uh... they've, they've definitely sold, sold a lot of them. Yeah, they they're really pushing the whole Suicide Squad thing. Yeah, and then there's going to be, I believe, two Justice League movies. It's going to be a two-parter. I thought there was more than that, and I know there's definitely some sort of um, character-based films as well. Yeah, um, but I guess it depends how well the next few go as to whether there's any more. Yeah, they'll always, and this is again another issue. They'll always keep it going. Yeah, a little bit like I think it was the first Spider-Man film with, where. You heard um, the goblin talking at the end of the film. Uh, that that's always my example for uh, trying to drag through characters. We knew it was going to happen. We all wanted it to happen, but at the same time, they left it open. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So yeah, so I think we went into the cinema hoping for the best. Yeah. Had that first couple of minutes. At what point did you th- do you think you realised that you were safe? Ooh, I mean. I it took a good while before I was just like yeah okay yeah I can, I'm I'm all right with this movie now for like I think maybe the first hour hour and thirty minutes I was kind of just like oh this movie's not as great as I hoped it would be really but then and maybe I maybe I went in with such low hopes maybe, maybe I mean I did yeah, I was I was afraid that this movie was just going to be DC's way of setting up Justice League that was my biggest worry yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess you know we, we can probably go through the topics and add to it. Shall we? Shall we shoot straight into the uh, the scoring system? Um. Yeah. Totally. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I think you know we've we've used this a couple of times before, um, and we're eventually going to have like a Top Gear style board. Okay. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I've just started setting up, dash building, dash <laughs> putting out bits of plastic. Um. So yeah, obviously we need a few more on there before, but I think we set the standard pretty high with um, with, and I can never remember the style because we keep calling it Spectre. Yeah. Um, that which was the... no, we keep calling it Skyfall, and it was Spectre. It was Spectre, yeah. Yeah, which wasn't great. I think we did that in all of the um, the Pitch Perfect one as well. I'm I'm surprised and you can even remember the, the Skyfall one. I loved Skyfall. The, the now you've got me doing it. The Spectre one. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got I've just got Spectre on um, on Blu-ray. I need to watch it. I think about I might do that tomorrow, um, just to try and work out if I did actually enjoy it or not, or if I was just <laughs> drunk because we drank a lot of wine that podcast. Yeah, it sounded like it. <laughs> was it that bad? It would. You could certainly tell that there was the consumption of alcohol. You could definitely tell it was there. <laughs> the annoying thing was I opened like a 40, 50 pound bottle of wine <laughs> about on the fourth bottle. Wow. Accidentally. Well, yeah, weren't you supposed to be saving really that for Kat? At yes, which point I she was. disappeared. Yeah, she'd gone. Oops. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so we have five topics. Okay. Um, and I'll go through them. So we've got background, plot, characters dash cast, cinematography, which is a poor word. I don't like it. But I think hopefully you know that that sort of yep. entails, um, and scripts dash writing, um, so 
we've previously marked these out of 100 each and then we basically take an average um, for each person and then an average for, for the two of us right. in this case. And that will give us the score for the board. Okay. Um, it's going to be tough to beat Pitch Perfect. The, yeah. Definitely for this film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Shall we jump straight into background? Okay. So I think that the reason we had background was I, again, I'm a massive fan of origin stories. Right. Of expanded universes. Um, I always think that Star Wars should be up there because there's so much you can see and read and watch around Star Wars. Yeah, it's so, a big, expansive yeah. universe. Yeah, and I think it doesn't have to be a big universe to get a good score, but it definitely helps it along. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, when Disney cancel everything that's happened in the Star Wars universe, that makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah, but yeah, let's not let's not worry about that now. <laughs> that's um, a whole different podcast, sir. Yes. So, background. What what did you think? Um. Well, I mean, this movie they sort of they assume that you already know from the original Superman his story. And then it, I think it's pretty safe to assume at this point that just about everybody on the planet knows Batman, young child, dead parents, um, you know, vigilante. Yeah. Revenge. So I don't think you really got a great deal of those two. Yes. There was a lot more Batman than Superman, wasn't there? Yes. Which is, I, I guess because he was the main character in that film, wasn't he? He was. Would you, yeah? Would you class this of kind of like Batman 0.5 or Superman two? Well, this this is interesting because I would class it as Batman 0.5. Yeah. Mainly because you're supposed to side, I think, with Batman. Yeah. Um, even though you know what he's doing is wrong because you can see the Spider Man. Uh, Spider. I'm gonna keep saying Spider Man now. <laughs> the Superman side of it. And you know that he hasn't done wrong in many ways. Yeah, I think I think you're supposed to side with Batman. I which I I I, I personally did actually side with yeah. Batman. Yeah. But then again, I don't. Do you know think that's if... because he's? Do you think that's because he's human? Maybe. And we're supposed to think that Batman's going and sort of defending. Or it might the human race. be the fact that I'm just way more invested in Batman than I am Superman. Yeah. Which hopefully most people are. Yeah, I imagine so because. I mean, I think critically, everybody kind of liked Batfleck. Yeah. Not many people like Batman in this uh, Superman in this movie either. He he took quite yeah. a beating. Yeah. He really did take a beating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I definitely think the background for for Batman was nice. It you know it it wasn't that different, I suppose, in many ways to. The Batman Begins and all and all this sort of thing. I guess it can't stray too far from the story. No. Um, but is that good? Is that bad? Well, I mean, the thing is, with this, there is a very, very large gap in this movie where, I mean, you know, they show the death of the Waynes. Yeah. And then Batman, at this point... Uh, now, okay, you guess that Batman is maybe 12 when his parents die... Yeah, and you see on their tombstone that they died in like 1986 or something. I can't yes. remember the exact number, but basically, you work. I worked it out that if if he was 12 when they died, and they died in like 86, then to present day he's around 40 to 45 years old. Yeah. So there's a good 30 odd year gap. Yeah. 
that they have yet to fill in with whatever they want to fill it in with. The issue, I guess, becomes... I mean, they they hit on the Joker, didn't they? Yeah, this is... So, does this become... Do we go backwards before we move forwards with this Batman? This was a conversation I had with my girlfriend of the case of, when exactly is Suicide Squad? Yeah. Because, obviously... Well, in this movie, they make references to the Joker in the the Robin suit of armor. Oh yeah, and then also the um, the offhanded comment that everybody's seen in the trailer. There's no spoiler here. Um, that oh, at Gotham we have a history of people dressed like clowns, like a bad history. Yeah, which is also I I assume another nod towards the Joker. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't quite know what's what's going on with that one. I think actually, of, the more I think about on. it, the background in this movie is actually quite atrocious. Okay. You see, I think yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I'm not going to disagree with that. I kind of it's. I, I my head says it's deeply average. Yeah. And think the more I think about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. I, I thought you know they did what they needed to do in terms of uh, his parents. Yeah. They. They did sort of tiny little bits in between with the Joker and nothing else. So yeah, maybe this isn't good. There was nothing for Superman. I mean, as far as you got with uh, with Wonder Woman, I mean that was a picture, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, which is equivalent to like a Fast and Furious backstory, <laughs> just one picture. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. And then I mean, I've I actually have a, I'm being overly critical of the the film at this point, but I do have a few niggles in the sense that he, the, these dream sequences really kind of bug me. Not in okay. a, a way that it completely ruins or breaks the movie for me, but it's a case of, dude sat there at the back computer, decrypting Lex Luthor's information that he stole at a party, which we'll, yeah. we'll get to Lex in a bit. Um, so he's decrypting this information and then he falls asleep and he has a dream. And then in this dream... A face pops up in front of him and says something along the lines of, like, you were right about him all along. Um, the key to him is l- her. It's Lois Lane. And then yeah. he says, wait, have I come back too early? And then just pimps out of the picture. You have no idea. Like, we left the cinema and we were all just like, who was that guy? Then he wakes up yeah. and the file is decrypted. And it turns out that that guy that popped back was in fact the Flash. Yep. How can he dream about the Flash when he doesn't even know the Flash exists yet? Well, this is... And I'd like to say that this, this is going to be answered. If it isn't answered, there is a huge... I mean, there's many huge flaws in this film. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I think maybe it wasn't a dream. That's, that maybe is it, the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. So... Because in which case, the Flash in is is doing something in the future. We've got to go from that point, haven't we? Yes. Which, which yeah. It's it's well, I I fear because I do somewhat have slight issue with the editing of this film in that the way you watch it, like the cut that we get to see in the cinemas, it's almost like it's not the way he intended it. Like halfway through, an executive phoned him up and it was just like, "Oh yeah, we want to build this into a massive expanded universe. So this is going to happen in this movie. So I want you to sort of allude to it in this film here." 
and which is why yeah. the Flash pimps on in, says his little bit, and then that's it's one of those things that he's just like, oh, we'll explain that in in future times, future times that'll yeah. come back. We'll we'll explain this, and that that but, which I think that would be fine if it was a tiny little point. If if they'd just thrown that in there for for some sort of moot point part way through, that would have been fine. Yeah, but not an integral part of the story in him knowing that Lois Lane was was part of this. Yes. That is way too much, isn't it? It is. Which screams changing the plot partway through. Yeah. Which... which has brought us on to plot. But, yeah. I mean, these two definitely go into each other. Um, Yeah, I, I, I guess we're slowly getting to the point where there is no background to this film. Uh, that, um, that is somewhat... I mean, the other thing is Lex Luthor. Yeah. Now, Lex Luthor... Sorry, just before that, I loved Lex Luthor in this film. I thought he was great. I think the way they portray him in the trailers is drastically different to the guy that you see on the screen. And that is a very good... Like, the way you see him in the trailer, it's like he's trying to be all kooky and weird, and ultimately that's not... He's he's very calculating and very intelligent. And that is a good thing. I I actually think he kind of nailed it. I honestly think he did, and I think he was the sort of... the, the best thing about these films... I yeah. didn't think I'd like Lex Luthor. Um, and it's worrying when when the character that you want to hate most becomes the most the best character in the film. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that was just the acting, because I thought it was it was solid acting. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought I mean, essentially that was his background. This film was his background. Yeah. Um so I'd definitely give it some for that, because I think it's not going to get anything anywhere else. No. But I, I really liked the whole story of Lex Luthor. I thought it was great. I think the... Because um, I always kind of assumed that Batman was the same... Uh, Superman was kind of the same age as Luthor. Whereas I get the impression that he's actually not. Yeah. He's actually yeah, super- quite younger. Yeah, he has to be, doesn't he? So I don't know if that's like... um, Like he's Lex Luthor Jr.? I don't, I don't quite understand what the deal with that one was. Once again, yeah. a little bit of a backstory hole that may or may not be filled in. I don't know. Yeah, I think I feel like they gave us enough of the information about his parents to 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 fit in a film because he certainly um, makes reference to his dad. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely somewhere they could go. Mm. And if you're going backwards to the Joker. There is no reason why you can't go backwards for Lex Luthor as well. Yeah. I guess the only... And, and that might be quite interesting, actually, because the rise of Lex Luthor would be around the fall of the Joker, possibly. Possibly. Dude, you just gave me chills. The thought of, like... Like, he could have his own movie, just the rise of Lex Luthor. Absolutely, yeah. I think... I just... this. I guess this is the... Th- you get to the point where we are now filling in the background. Yeah. Now... Does that mean it gets a really low score, or is that what they want you to do at this stage? As the, f- do they want you to go and talk about it and get excited about it, and basically go and buy another cinema ticket, or, or is this just a massive plot hole? I, I, like I say, I fear this was possibly a movie by committee at this point. They was just like, Marvel are doing crazy things over there. They've got the Avengers and everything. They've managed to sell Ant Man as a successful film. So we need to we need to do this, and I think that yeah. it might possibly just be a, a little bit. I don't think they quite had the entire universe stitched together when they started this movie. 
Yeah. And that, okay. that could probably be the problem. Okay. So, out of 100, and I think that the thing, I, I said this before, average has to be 50. I'm not going with this, average is 70. Okay, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, what would you give it? Um, background, after everything I've just said, taking all that into consideration, I'm probably leaning towards a 38. 38? That's very specific. Yeah. You're just trying to make my maths hard for the uh, for the averages, aren't you? Okay, 38. Well, I immediately thought... I immediately went to average. I then, through that chat, I think I went down a little. Mm. I think I think a 40 is bang on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's not great, is it? Yeah. It's... I guess the thing with these films as well is it would be quite nice in, say, five years' time to be able to go back and be like, actually, did this film do its job? Yeah, there was, I mean, I think there's a lot of people feel that way about Iron Man 2. A lot of people went to the cinema, they watched Iron Man 2, and they were just like, that movie wasn't great. But then the whole universe expands, and you look back and you see yeah. Iron Man 2, and you think, actually, no, that movie was kind of kind of good. Like It is sort of somewhat hinges upon Iron Man 2. It's pretty good. So yeah. it could just be that, as I say, Zack Snyder, they're sort of just setting this up to be explained in three films' time. Maybe we should uh, come uh, back in three films' time and re-rate this movie. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and that would go well on the board that I will have definitely almost finished by then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've gone for a 40 and a 35 for background, and I think that leads, leads us quite nicely into plots. Yes. Let's, I mean, let's start from where the background sort of finished. It, it felt to me like... I don't really know, and that worries me. I can't say, I'll tell you what, this was going in, in a good direction. Yeah. And I think that is its biggest weakness. I, th I felt like um, this movie should have had a very, very clear direction. Yes. Batman versus Superman. And then... It's, it's it's a long sit, is the the film. It is a long sit. Um, I I have a note once again. Maybe I'm being overly critical. I do have a slight issue in the whole uh, Lex Luthor thing. In obviously, he from day one he I'm I don't know how he knew who Batman and Superman were. Okay, Superman yes. I get. Like how people don't know the difference between guy with glasses. Guy without glasses, who is he? I don't know. I, I've that that part of Superman has always flummoxed me. I've never understood it. Um, but how he knew who Batman was, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think that now. <sighs> but that said, he also knew who Wonder Woman and the Flash and Cyborg. He, he knew who all. He's obviously been looking into it for a while. We have to believe that he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if. Superman turned up now in the middle of Leeds. I mean, I'd be astounded. But the <laughs> the straight after that, you, the first thing that everyone and the first thing that would be in the news is how many of these people are there? Yes. And where are they? So it's not out of this world that Lex Luthor has been doing a lot of research. He has a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of resources at his disposal. Yeah. All right. I I, I guess. I feel like even with facial recognition technology. Yeah. You could probably find Wonder Woman now. 
Yeah. I mean, that was a it was a published picture that you know it was in a newspaper. It, it was, yeah. So, I kind of feel like I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that he he's been doing a lot of work to to what he feels is protecting the earth. I think possibly, or you know, alternatively, he, just he... trying to. Uh, to kill everything on it. <laughs> yeah, his his motives are somewhat um, unclear to me, but I think that might be my own flaw as opposed to the films. I don't know. I think you are supposed... To, I think you're supposed to partly see him as trying to do good. I think in his head, he is trying to protect Earth against, I don't know, a rogue Superman. Yeah. But I think also it's that it's the old problem you have with a bad guy in power yeah so yeah but then maybe you know they paint him as, a, as an intelligent guy maybe he's just playing that maybe he's just playing that all the way through just to get you know the get you know get his way in in sort of the politics of everything well he does he does i cannot for the life of me remember the line he does basically say how he wants to either prove superman to be um all powerful and therefore corruptible or um not all powerful and therefore not that great i don't know something along those lines so i assume yeah. his main motive is to basically just destroy superman it has to be yeah, yeah. i mean i can't think of another way that i mean, yeah he goes all the way to do that doesn't he yeah. he he's he's trying to i mean to be honest it, it kind of annoys me that batman does so much so quickly to, you know, in, in terms of the grenades and things that he creates. I, mm. Yeah, well, that you see, that's another thing. Um, number one, Batman, at this point, we have to assume he's been doing it for a while. Long enough that he's become so jaded, he doesn't care about who he kills. Yeah. Did you, did you pick up on that one? Definitely. I mean, we're not living in a world where Batman is particularly a good guy. No. Oh well, I mean, Alfred he, pretty much says that to him himself. Like, yeah, he does. You've That's been doing right. this that long that you you can. Alfred's another problem. <laughs> Let's come on to Alfred. Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think I think we're living in a world where we've not got. We have got a good guy. It's Superman. Yeah. I think Superman is the good guy. Batman is he's doing the job. Yeah. And he's doing it fairly well. Although it does still look a shithole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I somewhat... I mean, in the many hours I've had since driving cars and whatever, I've just sort of got lost into my own thoughts and I've kind of written the Batman storyline myself in that I kind of went into a state of him seeing the Joker kill Robin and then seeing all of the things that the Joker has done bad and then he's just thought to himself, I've, I don't want to kill, because that that's my whole motto. I don't want people to die. But if I had yeah. actually killed this man a long time ago, Robin would still be alive, and all the people that this man has killed would still be alive. Technically, leaving the Joker alive is actually going against my creed of people not dying. So that's yes. when he sort of reaches the point of him just being like, these people are bad people, they need to die. And that's why yeah. he started killing. It, it also it, it's a snowball effect. If if I was Batman, which you know I may be, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not. I've never seen um, you and Batman in the same room. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know what's the quickest way of getting people off the street? Is it you know 
hanging them in, in a spider course. web like Spider-Man, or is it is it killing them? You know, what do you do when the prisons are full from Batman reigning terror? You start branding them and let inmates kill them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, that did his job for him, didn't it? it? It's strange, and I like how dark it is. Yeah. He, this film could have, it could have been the worst thing for Batman, because I thought that there's just been three cracking Batman films. That is, the, I think it have very big shoes to fill. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it could have gone so badly. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I, I liked it. I like, I liked it for for what they did with Batman. Yeah. I I, I was always was... on the side of Batfleck. I was always I was always fine with it. Everybody else was somewhat against it, but I was always fine with him. And um, I think everybody's starting to realise that he isn't actually the weak link in this film. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I think the trick. I guess, with... it, I guess it's tough when when Superman sat there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some some. That was somewhat plot, but uh, I think we could go on forever with that. I could seriously, I could make, a, I could do another two and a half hours about this two and a half hour film. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I love that. I love that about this film. I guess, I get, and that comes back to the background thing. You can talk about it because there's so many films before it, that, and so much literature there that you could go and read. And, yeah. and that's like, surely that's the best thing about films now. I made a statement, and it could have been on the um, the per- uh, the Pitch Perfect review, um, that I think sequels are becoming better than the original films. And I know that is, I mean, that is one of the worst things you can say to some people, but I feel like sequels have really pushed it up a notch. I yeah, I think because a lot of them, it, the first films are always about establishing character. And because yeah. you're busy establishing these characters, you don't have time to really forward a plot within these films. Yeah. And that's that's why the sequels can really just say, right, you know about this dude now. You know about these characters. So now let's put these characters in a scenario where you want to see them. Yeah. And that's making for great sequels. And I think that that is such a huge thing now. If you type in most films on Google, the top option is add a number to whatever film that was. Yeah. You know, if you type in some random films, there will be that. And it's the same with TV series. You know, I finish a TV series and the first thing I do is look to see either if they are filming or if they have agreed to film a new TV series. Yeah. It's, you know, it, that's what you do now. And maybe that's just access more than anything. You know, you get Netflix, you can watch. I mean, I've just watched, um, I'm, I'm about three episodes short of watching the first two series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in less than a week. I love that show so much. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's the access, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe that's where films are going. Uh, that's definitely how films make money now. Yes. It's Unfortunately. Yeah, sequels. Well, the thing is, though, the actors... It's how the actors are making money now. Yes, that is true. I mean, look at Downey, Robert Downey Jr. He got yeah. paid an insane amount. Every time he sticks on that Iron Man suit... His yeah. his bank manager is just like, oh, hello, Mister Downey, come in. And in many ways, he's doing less and less in the films. He is, yeah. I think I remember, um, and this is going back, but I remember um, Emma Watson in uh, Harry Potter. I believe, and I might be wrong here, but I seem to remember she was she cut a really good deal for carrying on past the fourth film. Okay. Um, because what do you do? Do you cast a new Hermione? 
They so, are somewhat, yeah. They are so. She held all of the, you know, she had everything there. There, were, there, was, there wasn't really much in the way of negotiating you could do. And I, I believe she got a lot more money than she probably should have. Um, so, yeah, I guess that is that is where they're making the money now. Yeah. So, plot then. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I mean, can we touch on the sort of the end of the film? Yeah, we've we don't not... have to go all the way to the end. We've not but... even skirted that yet. Yeah. Nobody I said mean, the word doomsday. No. I mean, I have a problem. I don't, I don't... Has... Have the two cities always been next to each other? Um... I don't know. I, I'm not that deep into the whole... I'm not either, ...backstory yeah. of the two of them. Because it was very strange, I think, that. And maybe, you know, some sort of diehard fan would just be like, yeah, that's, that's what happened. But... They were too close together. The, the Metropolis is a short chopper ride right away for Bruce Wayne to go from Gotham to fly all the way over to Metropolis before the Superman fight with Zard is even finished and run into a crumbling building. Yes. Yes, that was an interesting choice, I would say. I don't... You see, the, uh, once again, going back to the plot, I don't know if it's a testament to the intelligence of... Uh, Lex Luthor, or if it's a weakness within Batman, but he is so quickly manipulated by Lex into hating Superman. Yeah, like the Batman's hatred, the the two years that it takes for him to sort of get the stones together to be like, "Yo, alien dude, I don't like you." He's manipulated by Lex so much that it becomes so deep of a hatred. That he just wants to take the guy out, and I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 th- I there wasn't any particular reason for that. I, I guess, I guess Batman is so used to going for the bad guy at that point that what? maybe it's just maybe it's become instinct that you see a building blow up and him walk out. You know, yeah, it, yeah. maybe that's what it is. And again, is that that's probably a plot flaw. I just feel like the world's greatest detective, who is very, very seasoned at this point, at his roughly 45 years of age, would be able to see that he's being manipulated. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Especially because he knows that Lex is a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just been in his building taking all of the data out of there. He knows that that's going on. So I, I agree. I mean... If he'd befriended him and done that, it would have been a very different story. Mm. But there's nothing there. There's nothing to prove that. All well, there's no, there's nothing at all, is there? But yeah. Once again, maybe <laughs> we're supposed to just. Well, I think with any film, you're supposed to walk in, switch off, and just enjoy what you are given. The problem yeah. is, this is a comic book film, and nerds are gonna pull it apart. Yeah, and they have. Yes. Okay, so what are we thinking for plot? We've still not covered the end of the film, but, you know, we'll get there. On the basis that 50 is average, um, mm, I don't know. It's I'm somewhat tempted to lean around the middle. But... I mean, do you want me to give mine? Yeah, yeah, you go. I, I, st- I always struggle with plot. I went with 60. Mainly because I think it got there as a plot. 
The flaws, I feel, were mainly with the background. The plot of the film, it wasn't great, and I don't think 60 is great, but I think it got us there in the end. I've watched a lot of films that haven't got us there. That's the problem. I think only maybe a third of that film is really required. I don't think the first... Maybe an hour. Maybe the first hour of the film is kind of all over the place. Okay. So I don't know if that that really reflects well on the plot. Like you say, by the end of the film, I did come out and say... Yeah, that, that, that was actually alright. That was a pretty good film. Yeah. But at the start of the film, I was sort of... I was I was on on the fence. I'm going to give it a 42. 42? I like these specific numbers. I feel, I feel really bad for going so far away from that. Do you know what? One of the things that I think just sways it a little bit for me is... it. I walked into that film, watched 20 minutes maybe... And I knew what the end was. I knew that. I mean, they were never. They were never going to end up killing each other. No. They were never going to end up on. Any other team apart from the same team. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. You know, Justice League and all this sort of thing sort of dictates that. But. I feel like I knew what was going to happen, and that must mean that the plot's getting us there. Yes. I guess I guess they could, based on you know everything we know about the Justice League, they could have still been mortal enemies at the end of that. Um, yeah, but I feel like it, it that it knew what it was doing in in that sort of broad sense. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't have we actually mentioned the ending of the movie yet? We probably should no. have given a spoiler warning at the very start of this. Um, well, I always write this because I always forget to give the spoiler rating. Yeah. So I always end up writing this in the description. <laughs> um, I think, well, anybody who's who go, listens to a podcast that is centred around Batman versus Superman has either watched the film or doesn't care about spoilers. So yes. I, I'm going to say it, Superman dies. Yes, and just I th- about. I think at this point, yeah, well, I think at this point they're kind of using Superman... Like um, Nick Fury uses Captain America, I think because at this point everybody assumes that Superman is dead, and so Batman and Wonder Woman are now going to go out and round up these these uh, meta humans. I can't remember what they call them. Um, they they, they're going to go out and round these folks up in the name of Superman. They're going to say, right, yes. this guy was helping protect us. Now we have to do it, and that way they're going to create the Justice League, and that way you also take out what has essentially been bashed to hell by the fans, uh, which is Superman. So now he's not going to play his pivotal role, so you might not take as much crap for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that summarises it well. I think the worry is, is Batman going to stay dead? Superman Superman can't stay dead. Sorry, I just... Yeah. I'll be throwing Spider-Man in there in a second, don't we? (laughs) He can't stay dead. So in a way, it ru- it takes away everything that was in that film. I mean, if you take if you take away the fact that that Superman died, yeah, you've got Lex Luthor behind about three hundred guns, yeah. Um, and what else have you actually got? Zod is dead. Zod. Well, Zod became uh, Doomsday. Yeah. So he's dead. So he's dead. 
so what else have you got from that film? We've got two dead bad guys. Um, We've they... got a hell of a lot of alien tech in the middle of the city. Didn't that go nuclear, though? Oh, I, don't I know. thought that might have just been a crater of what was left. I guess, what did they take from it beforehand? Yeah, what, yeah. What's in Lex Luthor's files? Uh, I guess there's stuff there, but yeah, I agree. And then at the very end of the movie, Lex is going kind of nuts with his shaved head, which was... I wondered when that was going to turn up. I enjoyed um, that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and he's saying that... He, well, Batman gets past these thousands of guns, no less. Um, yeah, and that is true. threatens Lex Luthor, and Lex is just like, it's too late, it's already started, they're already coming, or something like that. Yeah. I think basically alluding that the devil is coming from the sky. I believe at one Can point we, he makes yeah. reference to a painting that he says is upside down. Yes. So he turns it so that the devils are coming down rather yes. than from the, the, the centre of the earth. Which takes us back to one of the potential premonition slash dream sequences. Yeah, I mean, at the end as well, that picture has been turned around, hasn't it? The, yeah. The painting, so... Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely leads in. Mm. Yeah, so we've got Lex Luthor behind bars. Zod is dead. I feel like Zod could have been a bigger part of this film. I know what we're saying. <laughs> he started the movie dead. <laughs> yeah. I kind of expected him to be there. But maybe that's just because I watched the last the Man of Steel film. Hmm. Um, so yeah, let's not go into that too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I mean, I think as we're going through this, we're probably covering off all the characters and cast. Yeah. But um, I mean, I said before, I thought, I thought that um, Lex Luthor was great. I thought he was played really well. Yeah. Um, was there any characters that you thought stuck out as really good? Um, we, saw Ma- we saw Maggie from um, Walking Dead. She was in that movie? She was um, Batman's mum. Do you know I didn't see it? I mean, she was in the film for the best part of four seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, Batman's mum. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. I didn't clock that. I didn't see it at all. Mm. And I, I, quite, I quite like her, who's name at this current second yeah. she's in a film at the moment that I keep seeing in uh, adverts the one with the uh, uh, is it is the it boy the... yeah I, f- I follow her Instagram and I keep getting things about that yeah I'm not sure about that but um, yeah no I, I didn't clock her I didn't clock Maggie uh, so... other characters we, have we really touched on Wonder Woman do I no, and we definitely should have. And Wonder Woman in the same sentence. So Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, once again, I was afraid this was just going to become a massive origin story and nothing to do with Batman versus Superman. But it turns out that she was the only other character that actually played any kind of a role in this film. And yeah, she played a very good, impressive role. Definitely, I think they threw in all of the stuff that you expected at the end. Yeah, um, a large part of this film, you. Wonder Woman could have just sort of been an extra. Yeah, she was there. She was she was very much a part of the plot, but not particularly playing any part in the film. Um, you know, she stole the de- the device, for example. Yeah, couldn't get into it. 
Um, or you're not supposed to, or you're supposed to think she couldn't get into it. I guess she really came into her own at the end, and I think Wonder Woman for me is a very strange one because you're essentially got a woman that has a sword and a shield and um, a lasso. Yeah, which doesn't seem to play any part in in the universe that it's in. Yeah. I mean, what do you think to that? Um, I thought that it was. She was all right. I, a lot of people had their doubts about her, and admittedly, she's. I think it was more of the look of her as opposed to anything yeah. else. Her abilities to play the role. Um, I think I actually think the look of it was actually okay. Uh, I loved the, in the fight sequence, it was almost as if she actually wanted to be there, and I really liked that. She's she's yeah. going up against Doomsday, and Doomsday bats her for six. And she gets up, kind of grins, grabs her sword, and then she's just going back at it. Like she's, I honestly felt that Batman and Superman could have just gone and got a latte and just left her, and she would have killed him. <laughs> she would have taken out Doomsday. I would go the other way. I think she'd have probably died in that process. Um, but she would have tried her best. She'd have enjoyed doing it. I think, yeah, it's a very strange one because we're supposed to, again... It's probably pushing back towards the plot, but she she definitely doesn't want to play any part in the world. She wants to be as I mean, she jumps on a plane when someone recognizes her. She wants to be as far away from this as possible, and yet she is actively trying to do something in the background. Yeah. So she's very confused in this film, which is good in a way. I mean, we I think we needed her to be further behind in sort of her sequence than the rest of them. Hmm. Um. And sitting back, and then having that sort of like moment where she needs to go help. What what I took from the Wonder Woman storyline was that she had come to. Was she always on Earth? Yeah, she's definitely not from Earth. I'm not sure. I'm sure someone will message me and slag me off for this. I don't know. We're gonna take a whole world of crap because let's face it, we're giving out enough. <laughs> um, but that I basically what I took was it. That she had existed, she'd come along, she'd formed her own little band of merry men, and she tried to do her bit and save the world, and then she kind of come under scrutiny, so then she decided just to, to fade into black and just become part of the background. That's yeah. what she wanted to do. So then when Lex discovered that she existed, she was only trying to protect her secret identity. And that's why when she finds out that she's busted, she's just like, see it I would go the other way and I think yeah you're probably right up to a point in I think I think there's a, there's a question mark in there where did she want to stop doing whatever she was doing before or did she feel like she should stop because they could be quite different in a way you know like Superman could have just stopped as part of that film after he would hit scrutiny did did she want to be in that world and talk herself out of it and was her jumping back off that plane, her going, actually, no, I'm not going to keep doing this now? Or was it her going, um... yeah, I guess we get to the same point either way, because she's running away. Mm. Well, <laughs> she did say to Bruce at one point, just like, something about there are no good guys left. Yeah. And then he sends her the picture just saying, like, no, you're wrong. There is at least one good guy. Here's, here's your picture back or whatever. Yeah. 
So I think maybe Bruce got to her. I think maybe she was just like, do you know what? I kind of want to help this dude out. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was good in it. I thought there was just about as, there was a, as much of her in it as we probably needed. Yes. I, she I, can I do definitely play a bigger role in, in future films, which yeah. would be great. Um, I, I, I mean, wh- who else was there in there? Like, which other characters really stand out? Um, well, I mean, your main characters, obviously, Batman and Superman. There's Alfred. Mm, um, yeah. I didn't like Alfred. You think he was a bit I, too... I thought he was a bit young to be his old man-servant. I, did, I don't like him. You just um, don't like Jeremy Irons to... Yeah, I can't say I'm a massive fan. I didn't think he played... I mean, I guess we're, we're running back from a part where I thought Michael Caine was great. Yeah. It would have been tough to have had anyone that good. I, in fact, you know what? The best thing they could have done is got him back. Do you know, that, that's the level I'm at right now. Um, How do you he, explain him, He was him, definitely though? more implicit in the entire process. Mm. I mean, he was, def- he, he was building stuff, wasn't he? Building yeah. armour and things. And they definitely spliced together um, Alfred and... Um, Lucius. Yes, thank you. Um, definitely spliced those two people together. Yeah. You didn't get much more than that from him, did you? He was... He was kind of just the the um, the the angel on Bruce's shoulder from time to time, just saying like you know you you've kind of gone a bit far with this one, Master Bruce. Yeah, I don't understand why he was working on the voice modulator. Uh, as previously um, mentioned, if Batman is forty five years old, he's been doing it for a little while. Yeah, now's a little bit late. Unless yeah. it was just a new voice modulator. Or was he working on the the Superman, the Batman armor at that point? Yeah, I mean the armor. He had to be working on something. He had to be working on that armor, didn't he? Yeah. What did you think to the armor? Um, I was actually okay with it. I mean, at the end of the day, Batman does need an edge. Yeah. And um, old know, Batman definitely needs an edge. Yeah. I well, Batman in general to fight Superman, essentially a god amongst men. You know, to go in at him in skin-tight spandex would be a terrible, terrible idea. Yes. Now, do I think his tiny little grapple launcher could pick up that armor? (laughs) Probably not. I assumed he was moving around in that armor with the assistance of the armor. You'd hope so. Yeah. So, but no, I was okay with it. I was alright with it. I don't quite know why his eyes had to glow. Yeah, that was definitely a thing I noticed. I mean, I noticed that firstly in all of the sort of like figures and things that came with the the film. But then everything had to glow, and yeah, I I mean, I can only guess that it was giving him some sort of like you know he was definitely seeing something through that, wasn't he? After playing so, all the Batman games, when you look at him in the the detective vision or whatever they call it, um, his eyes are glowing. Then, so I kind of assumed that he was just seeing some sort of telemetry for his armor or something. Yeah, but other than that, it's it's a, it's a choice. Yeah, is the best I can say. So actually, I, I thought as a character and as an actor, Batman was fairly good. They went for something different. He was slightly older. They definitely took his character and everything that he had with him, his armor and that sort of thing. They definitely played it to the strength of him being an older Batman, less. 
he was less. Um, I remember a scene in, in the in the last Batman films where uh, he fought off um, a load of drug dealers. Um, it was around the part where he wanted to, where he got bitten by the dog, and he made a, some sort of quip to. Um, Wait, was that that Batman? No, no, this was it. This was in. This that was, was in, the previous um, Batman. Was that was? Um, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. I think it might have been the Dark Knight, but yes. my point is that you know he was very quick. He, he had a lot of moves. He, he could do all that thing. Yeah, it felt very much that this one would have just hammered them aside, hmm. um, and probably shot them or something. Yeah. Rather than rather than sort of fighting them, he would he was just using brute force. Yeah, the the whole car chase scene I felt was a little unnecessary. I mean, all right, yeah, you've got to get the Batmobile in there somewhere. Yeah, what did you think to the Batmobile? Um, as someone who plays Rocket League a lot, I loved it <laughs> for that for only <laughs> did that you reason. Buy the DLC. I I'll be honest with you, I felt bad having got that game for free um, via PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. I felt bad having not paid them any money. So you bought the DLC. Yeah. I d- yeah. I've got it on the Xbox One, so I paid for the game. And I was so tempted. I mean, Back to the Future, such a great part of my yeah. childhood. I absolutely love that. And then of course Batman vs Superman and on the Xbox, that's only that's the only DLC you can buy. Okay. Uh, really? As best I can tell, everything else you guys have got on the PlayStation DLC wise is already in the Xbox One version. Okay. Right. So that makes sense because there is a box version coming out, isn't there? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I know. That, well, there is for a PlayStation, and it's got all of the DLC included. Right, that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. So, the Batmobile, Batmobile. is—I like it. Get... I do like it. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the old Batmobile, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, it did have it... sort of a whiff of Tim Burton to it. Yeah, it was never going to be the Tumbler. No. Um, do you know what the, the best thing about a tumbler was the bike? That was yeah, the fact that it became the bike. Yeah, and was... they definitely took all of that away. You, you know, Alfred was doing a sterling job on that armor, but I'm not sure. I think it probably took. He didn't have the the power that he had. I don't think in terms of his company and, and Lucius. Yeah. In the last films, so I think it was a lot more raw in that way. You know. The Batmobile was probably a work that took a long time. And it took a battering in this film. It did. Well, I mean, Superman pretty much just knocks it for six. Yeah. In that that, that chase scene. The funny thing is he drives it away. Yeah. Although Um, it is very damaged. And the only reason I can see that he drives it away is is because they wanted to show you the Batcave. Um, That felt like the only reason that scene happened. Yeah, because he drives uh, it. He drives it. the 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 entrance comes out of the water. Yeah, and he he basically takes a jump into the entrance, which is great. Yeah. Drives it along a fairly long passageway. Yeah, into the back cave. That yeah. and we haven't touched on the back cave because that is something I absolutely love. And the funny thing is that there's a Lego set for the classic back cave. I don't know if um, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely look it up. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, we're talking like a £200 set. But um, I would love to put all these Batcaves together and create some sort of <laughs> hybrid Batcave in Lego. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to see more of the Batcave and the Batmobile, personally. 
If dude, if you want to see more of the Batcave, you should come here. There's a thing on the Oculus Rift where you can kind of go into the Batcave and look around. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Although it is, yeah. it's it's not like the normal Oculus Rift stuff that I do that is rendered. It's like you're looking at a 3D video. I dare say you could probably pull it off in um, Google Cardboard. Okay. But I digress. Yeah. So um, let's get to character and cast then. As yes. a score, is there any other characters you want to talk about? Um, I mean, let's talk Lois Lane. I was going to say we've not really touched on Lois Lane either. She's obviously I, a member of the cast that's been brought from Man of Steel. Yes. So she's always going to come along. Um, I think she did her job. Yeah. I wasn't massively impressed. I don't. It was deeply average. Yeah, I don't hate her. Didn't love her. Yeah, I think mean, that. To be honest, that's all I can say about her. Yeah. What would be your score then for the characters and cast? Bearing in mind Maggie. <laughs> Lauren Lauren Cohan, I believe that's her name. That's it. I think that sounds right. Um. So. The cast wise. I don't think I could argue with a single bit of it. I really don't. Wow. Um, I think Henry Cavill has always been a fairly decent... You know, he's got the chiseled features and everything. He's He yeah. looks the part of Superman. Eisenberg as um, Luther. He's just intelligent and eccentric enough to be Lex. Um, I felt Alfred was a bit young. I always picture... Do you know, <laughs> did you ever play the first Tomb Raider games? Yes. And you could go around Laura's mansion and there was this old dude with a, a tray of tea always just sort used of to lock him in the shaking fridge, around in the freezer. and you could dick with him. Yeah. I always kind of picture Alfred as like just a step below that. Like dude can He's an American walk. version of that. Yeah. I know what you mean. He's, he's a little bit more mobile. But yeah. He's got the same ideals as that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I've never thought of that before. I used to love locking that guy in that freezer. <laughs> I used to um, torture him relentlessly. And every time you shot him, he just put up his tray and yeah. put up the bullet. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I know what you mean. And that, maybe that's a little bit more like what I was expecting. Again, he, he, he tried to be different, didn't he? In, yeah. in the fact that he was a lot more um, implicit in, in, in the in the plots. Do you think Alfred could have knocked up the Batmobile and the Batcopter? He did. I don't know who else did it. Do you it. believe he could? Like, do you think they had no. outside contractors just compartmentalized he did working a pretty on different good, bits? He did a pretty good job with that suit, though. I mean, it lasted at least five minutes in the film before it was smashed to pieces. Yeah. Which yeah. again, Superman is quite a feat. I mean, we hear nothing about his 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 uh, his company, do we? Really? I mean, is he at one meeting or a few meetings? Uh, and we know, obviously, know he's got the company. Yeah. But. There's nothing else. And we don't hear anything about the mansion. No, you just see it in ruins. Which, again, brings me to the fact that we're going to have a Joker film. Yeah. yeah. The hardest thing with the Joker film will be will be casting that the Joker. You have to be... You know, you have to believe that, obviously, at some point, the problems have come along. Yeah. And the mansion has been discovered by somebody. 
they have to have found out that Bruce Wayne is Batman for that to have happened, unless it was a massive accident. Which the I mean, only other th- previous storylines, it's Bane. Yeah, that goes to the the Wayne Mansion and gets a hold of Batman. Uh, Batman and Robin have had a hard night fighting. They get back and Bane is there, and he basically kicks Batman's ass. Snaps the only his other spine. thing, I mean, we talk about Batman Begins. He runs away, doesn't he? Yes. There's no reason to say that he couldn't run away at some point in this, and there's no reason. There's no reason to believe that he has to be young when he does that. He could be. 35, 40. Yeah. We, there could be something or he could cause something where the the mansion has to burn down for him to leave. The question then is what happens to his company? Everyone knows he's there. Everyone knows he's alive. You know, it, it's tough to it's tough to put that anywhere. I imagine it's got to be the Joker that does it. Hmm. Because it's the only thing that makes sense in the current story. It's, but, it's Once again, it's one of those things that's going to be really interesting to find out. Yeah, I think when they made Superman, they didn't have this whole universe in mind. Whereas now they're making Batman versus Superman. They're trying to a explain all the things because essentially Bruce Wayne is the internet in that film. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is sat there saying he's destroying everything. What an ass! Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where then how they take it. Yes. Okay, let's go back to a score. Because yeah. again, this podcast could be longer than the film. It will. <laughs> so, um, okay. I, I'm going to give it a generous 70. 70? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not far off that, actually. I was thinking 65. Yeah. Okay. Cinematography, we've covered a lot of this already. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I was sat in an IMAX screen. At every point, it sounded and looked pretty good. Um, it did was obviously very dark. Did you go 3D then? I did go 3D, yes. I had to think about that then. And unfortunately, I remember having to buy the glasses, which pisses mm. me off every time. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I find with 3D, I think, oh, wow, this is this looks cool. And to be honest, if you if you took a film, put, put some glasses on me, and... Did the first five minutes in 3D and then stopped, I wouldn't notice. And actually, <laughs> funny story, when I watched a, when, when I went to watch Star Wars, I um, sat down, put the glasses on, and about five minutes in, took the glasses off because I realised that it wasn't a 3D film. They'd, they'd put on... Basically, they'd, they'd charged everyone for a 2D film, they'd put on the screen in there, it was 3D, and played it in 2D. Okay. And I remember looking around around three quarters of the way through that film and realising that most of the people in there still had the 3D glasses on. Mm. Which I think says a lot about 3D. Yeah. Because they hadn't noticed. I'm. And they came in at the end and they apologised. And I honestly think that was the point when half of the cinema noticed. Yeah. It's, anyway, sorry, going back to that. I've I've always been a fan of 3D. Like I at the start of the whole 3D revolution, I went out and bought a 3D TV. The Oculus Rift gives me the whole 3D thing and yeah. I absolutely love it. When I go to the cinema, I like to go 3D. Um I went to see Batman with my fiance, her brother and her cousin, nephew. No, nephew. Um and 
out of all those three people, I'm uh, the four people. I'm the only one who likes 3D. Okay. So I bit the bullet and said, no, I'll only watch it 2D. Which meant we didn't get put in the big, big Mac Daddy screen. We didn't have <laughs> the amazing sound. And so I feel like that may have somewhat sullied my experience of this aspect of it. Uh, yes. To comment. So, yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I guess we can, we can still look at... I mean, you mentioned before about the directing. We can still cover that sort of thing. And I think... I wouldn't say if if you asked me, if if I had just come out of the cinema and you asked me whether to see in two D or three D, I'd have said whichever one is the nearest to you now. Yeah. Because it it made no difference to me. I again, I've got a three D TV. I very rarely use it, but have got one. I think it didn't make that much difference to me. There was, do you know what? I stand I stand by this, and this you're not gonna like me for this. The best film I've seen in three D has been G Force. Do you remember G-Force? I do remember G-Force. I can't remember. I may have had a Blu-ray, a 3D Blu-ray so, of G-Force. So for anyone that didn't watch it, it was basically a film, a, a, an animated film about guinea pigs that were yes. superheroes. Spy guinea pigs, no less. Yeah, that is very true, yeah. And I think there was a fat <laughs> hamster in it. Um, yeah, it, that was the best film because they made it for kids. Yeah. And they made it at the start of the 3D sort of... Probably not the start, but you know, maybe when it was becoming a little bit more popular. Yeah. Since then, I can't say I've been that excited by it. I I have a very similar um, story to my my first uh, what they were deeming real D. Um, yeah. It was my bloody Valentine. Okay. And I will be honest. Well, I, I'm I, a big fan of Supernatural, so the fact that it's got um, Dean Winchester as the the main protagonist in the film that was a big draw to me but then i watched it in 3d and you get to see it was the first time i'd seen clear 3d because up until that point it was just red and blue and headache yeah. inducing and you get to see like an axe come flying out of the screen at you and a bullet that kind of shot out went across the front and then back in and into somebody's chest and it absolutely blew me away now i don't know if it was because it was really really great 3d and used quite regularly and well or if it was just the first time that I'd seen this 3D. But yeah. because of that, I still, to this day, stand by. I really like that movie, and I really, really like that movie in 3D. Okay. So, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a big thing for me. I do quite like 3D. I guess what would be interesting, and it might not be the same, but if you got a 3D Blu-ray, what you would feel about that? Because I very much avoid the 3D Blu-rays, I tend... Do you know what? I tend to have them when uh, there's a guy at work who sells me... Um, he basically buys the like the big right. box set and sells yeah, the 3D sells because the he will never watch one. it. I've got loads of 3D DVDs without a box. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I tend to watch films and do something. Right. Um, yeah, you so, totally can't do that with a 3D Blu-ray. Exactly, yeah. Um so that always is a bit of a barrier for me. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if you watch the three D Blu Ray what you thought of it, because you might get you might get a little bit more from it than I do. Yeah, I think I'm the only person on the planet that actually does, but <laughs> it will they be. They must sell them though. They must sell them, otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't make them. So. I think I think it might slowly be dying. I think it possibly is. I think the price is me. the big thing. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, anyway, so cinematography, what are you thinking? I mean, what I can comment on is that I thought there were quite a few, probably a few too many art-like shots for art-like shots' sake. Okay. Um, I would absolutely love... Have you ever seen the YouTube channel Cinema Sins? No. Oh, it's, uh, to me, it's absolutely hilarious. There's kind of three camps on this. There's the people that don't care. There's the yeah. people that think that the channel itself is um, ruining films. And then there's people like me that just thinks it's such a great way of looking at movies. But basically okay. what he'll do is he'll chop up little bits of films and he'll say, you know, this this scene has this problem and gives it a sin. And I would absolutely love to do that for this film. Because okay. the amount of slow motion cannon shots and long corridors of people walking down them for no other reason than to say this is Lex Luthor and he's now got himself a big alien ship. There was quite a fair bit of that that I felt could have probably taken about five to ten minutes out of the film if he was to just trim all of those down. Yeah. Um, I felt like some of the special effects were... Um, is this its own category, special effects? No, I think this probably falls into that. So This isn't a great name for it. There was, there it was, has to be that, doesn't it? There's one point when um, Superman and Doomsday are facing off with the whole eye laser beam thing, and I couldn't tell who was winning. Yeah. Hmm. Is you that a good or a bad thing, though? It was a case of... There was no... It was just one big, bright blur, and that was it. That was all there was. It might be down to the screen. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm supposed to watch it in 4K laser IMAX or something. I don't know. But when I watched it, it was kind of just like, oh, I think... Superman might be kind of losing. I don't know. I I mean, obviously you see he loses at the end, but yeah. you couldn't tell in the moment. And when Doomsday was going his big atomic nuclear self, you kind of couldn't see a great deal of anything when he was doing that. Yeah. I think, yeah, the one, things that, the one thing that does stand out is the special effects in places. Yeah. Like it's the little things for me. It's uh it's Superman's face when he um when he's way up in the sky. Yeah, you know, it's and things like that. The nuke. I, yeah, I think and that was taken directly from the comics as well, yes. which I liked. Yeah. And I think that looked really good. This you know, the explosions and all that sort of stuff. I'd be more worried I, I think I'd I'd talk about them more if they didn't look good because we expect them to look good now. Yeah, at this um, point it's a long yeah. way away. I thought things like, you know, I liked, this is really small, but when the Batmobile hit Superman, I thought the way that that just fired off. and It like just bounced landed, off of him and yeah, crashed. Yeah, it looked amazing, and I pick up things like that. I think when I look at... This is hard because you'd talk more about when it's bad than when it's good. Yes. Because I think we've got such a high level now, we expect so much that it has to be rubbish and it almost you almost want to start a hundred on this score and, and go oh, there was bits yeah, maybe yeah today, start yeah. chipping away so maybe that's the way because I would rate this fairly high the directing I agree I didn't like the um, dream scenes if that's what we can call it um, yeah the one thing that I've just thought of with the dream scenes is he he can't have been raised up by bats so there was definitely a mix of dream scenes and possibly the flash. Um, which I hadn't thought of before, uh, but I don't like the way it cuts in and out, and it almost feels like oh we've we've got to make a two hour film, there w- so we need to explain this quickly. Yeah, 
There was so, times when my girlfriend was somewhat confused. She was just like, wait, is he... What's happening? Did I... F she, at one point, she actually thought that she had fallen asleep and missed part of the plot. <laughs> I can understand that, though. Yeah, I think, you know, if you sh if you go to the loo in that film, you could miss something yeah. that, that isn't important, but that has changed... It would leave you exceptionally confused. Yeah. yeah. I I think I would go here. I, I would go 70. I, I would I not went, sum off for the directing. I went 65. Oh, I feel happy with that. Yeah. We we haven't actually touched on one of the dream scenes, uh, which is the desert. Yes. This... Mainly because I can't explain it. Um, when when we're done, Google Dark Side. Okay. Um, that could be... And once again, it's what takes it from being a dream scene to potentially a premonition. Okay. And that is um, what is it's even more confusing. The other thing that worries me about films is when they... I mean, let's say in that film that every time Batman woke up from one of these dreams or whatever they were... Yeah. He just woke up. He was just having a bad dream, he woke up. Yeah. And they are just premonitions that we see, but not them. I, I know it isn't that. But I kind of worry sometimes that they they're doing that more to try and keep us in the film than they are to push the the plot forward. I I think it's well once again because I, the whole dark side thing. If you don't know anything about dark side, you don't know what those bug things are. Yeah. Um. You don't know about all the other sort of things that go along with it. Like the you saw a massive omega symbol yeah, on the I saw floor. That. That is also something to do with Dark Side, probably, okay. which makes this once again. And I don't know what. As a non-fan, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I just never really read the comics or anything. So it, this is things that I have googled afterwards. Yeah, I've gone yeah. out and researched them. But the people that do know it will sit there and just be really ecstatic. But then the other millions of people that are going to watch this movie are going to sit there and say. What the hell was that about? Well, this this comes on to the next section in terms of writing. Is this who who is this film for? Is this film for people like yourself who go away and look at stuff, try and find reasoning for this, or is it for the people, the rest of the people that pay money and just sit, watch a film, go home, and think I might see the sequel? Like, who is this for? I I don't I I don't know the answer. I don't. Like I say, with lots of little bits like that, I feel like, I feel like what they should aim to do is put things like that in the film, for the the deep fans to get into and just be like, oh, did you see that bit? Yeah, Dark Side, yeah. Dark Side is coming, and they should get really excited. But then the other people that don't know about it should be able to just keep going and not be phased by it. Yeah, and I think they kind of missed on that. I think they missed that. Yeah, I agree, and. I mean, again, it comes back to were, were parts of this changed? Was it rushed? Yeah. Did we want to make more money from it by the more films? Probably so. Did they change the entire not the entire plot, but did they change the the well, direction of the film? Probably so. Was this maybe an hour and 45 minute movie that got turned into a two hour and 45 minute movie purely so they could yeah, add these exactly. little bits in? Um, it's it to me. It's very possible. 
I think maybe this movie didn't really have many dream sequences until halfway through Zack Snyder got a phone call and yeah, I liked the scene actually. I mean, I completely forgot about it, so you mentioned it. Um, the scene in the in the in the van when they you know when they're trying to get the uh, the kryptonite. Are we supposed to think it's the kryptonite? Aren't we? Um, Is that right? Am I completely bis- chase? No, oh, sorry. Yeah, the, no, no, uh, the yeah, dream in the scene. desert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. It felt more like it was his worries rather than anything but obviously i mean the one thing that stuck out i think it had the um all the bad guys the uh whatever they were the swat style yeah yeah the, um they all had superman uh, badges on i don't i thought yeah that was something i noticed like it was almost like something almost like it could have been a premonition but under his sort of like bias yes um so yeah but the thing is how would Su- how would batman know about the Omega symbol and the flying yeah. bugs. Because yeah. in, admittedly, in that dream sequence, Superman does seem to be the bad guy. Yes. Um, I'm not... At this point, I wasn't entirely sure Batman knew about the kryptonite. Cause no, once again, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't know about the kryptonite at that point. So how can he be dreaming about getting hold of kryptonite? Which makes it a premonition, but then if it's a premonition, when did Batman get superpowers? Well, I mean... I guess the issue, and I think X-Men does this the worst, um, one of the metahumans threw it in there. Maybe. This is this is my worry, that you can get to the point, as I think they do in X-Men, I'm not a big fan of X-Men anymore, Um you can sort of explain anything with a superpower. Yeah. I mean, she could hear him, for a start. Um, could uh, Wonder Woman. She could hear him? Did you not get the feeling that she could hear him? In So when she could hear Batman's... Um, I kind of guess that Clark to... could hear Alfred. No, I think Wonder Woman could hear Alfred. That's how she got the data... I think she's just um Wow, have I have I completely taken this wrong? I, don't I was know. under the impression that, that she could she could hear her um Batman and Alfred speaking. I just kinda of felt that she was kinda of lurking around because she wanted to you know the reason she showed up was to get the information wow. Lex had on her back. That's that's really interesting. I mean I And she just looked out that it Batman makes was me doing doubt myself. Thing. Up to this point, I was convinced that she heard that. I'd quite like to see that bit, of that you know, the party again, just yeah. to see if. I mean, maybe you know, <laughs> one of us could, one of us is definitely wrong, but yeah, I just that's what made me think as well. I just think like, is it one of the metahumans that just go, oh, well, we can answer it with a metahuman? He, he put this image in his head. Yeah. Um, and if we are looking at that, then Flash doesn't come back in time or whatever we try and explain the other yeah uh, one through um or alternatively they are just all lucky dreams i think we could probably move on from that anyway so but it is just wonderings of of why this happened yeah there were um as far as writing goes there were a few lines of dialogue which i felt um not that great yeah um one of my kind of niggles with the film, and this is, I don't know, it may be me being a bit too critical, 
But um, did you uh, kind of get the notion that the reason Batman and Superman stopped fighting was a bit weak? Oh, let me try and think. What happened? What? <laughs> let me. I'll. I'll. I'll kind of reenact yeah, it for on. you. So Batman, he spent two years hating Superman yeah. with every fiber of his being, and he finally gets to fight him. And then Batman has got Superman beat. He stood there. He's about to drive a kryptonite spear through his chest. And then Superman's just like, Martha, you're killing Martha. Oh, And then yeah. he just becomes a child again and remembers that his mother was called Martha. And it's just like, wait, your mum was Martha too? And then they're just like, oh, we're best friends now because yeah, our mothers were no, called Martha. That that was annoying. You know what? I think my, my mind blocked it because it was so bad. There was no <laughs> reason was for that. Weak. I completely forgot. There was no reason. Apart from the word Martha, Batman is dead. Like, he- he he should basically just. I mean, like, why would he say the name Martha to? Like, you would say my mum, my mother. You're killing my mother. Yeah. Not Martha. Do you know what the other thing as well is? Um, she has to turn up at that in that scene, Lois Lane. Yeah. And that is frustrating in itself. It's like, oh, it's his mum, and it feels like it's because neither of those two characters can go. Oh, it's mummy, so she has yeah. to do it. And there is yeah. no that entire scene. There is no reason why. I mean, let's we're having like premonitions and shit all over the place. There's no reason why he can't. <laughs> everything just can't quite just sort of like click, and he realizes that yeah. Superman isn't the bad guy. And in many ways, that would have been a lot better. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, one of my like I said, one of my problems is the fact that Batman, the world's greatest detective, couldn't figure out he's being manipulated. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There's no. I, There's no excuse for that, is there? But then on top of that, these dream slash premonitions are feeding into his hatred. If he's not yeah. having these dreams about Superman being super all evil, then maybe he doesn't hate him so much, and Lex couldn't figure that out. I mean, I guess we've got a Batman that's branding people. He's probably so filled with hate that we'd have to believe that I, that's, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, He's, it, it I feels think his thin. cheese has definitely slid off his cracker yeah. a bit. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is Lex Luthor. So Lex Luthor is trying to get rid of Superman. We established yeah. that's probably his main goal. Yeah. In order to get rid of Superman, he decides the best way to do that is to get Batman to yes. And then he comes up with a plan B. Doomsday. Yes. But let's just imagine for a moment, if you will, plan A succeeds. Batman actually kills Superman. I mean, without the name Martha thrown into the mix, Batman stabs him in the heart and kills him. Yes. So what do you do with plan B? Well, this is, yeah, again, this is it. Because he, we can't believe that when he, we can't believe that he looked into getting in the ship. He was looking for that technology. He wanted yeah. in the ship. We can't believe that he just got himself into a situation where that was luck. No. Because that shit's all over the plot. Yeah. So we have to think that he wanted to do that. So yeah, you're right. He then had two plans in action. Now, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think you'd do that. Unless his original plan was one. Unless his original plan was plan B with the ship... Well, we can't call that mm. Plan B in that case. So that was Plan A. Yeah. And Plan B was Batman. He takes advantage of the Batman situation. Even then, it is very thin. It is. 
and then on top of that, what is the deal with going up, um, essentially doing a whole fingerprint lift of Zod, rocking on into a Kryptonian ship, and then just being like, I am God now. And the ship's just like, okay. Yeah. And just does whatever he wants it to. Yeah. That is it's true. It's mighty convenient for Lex, that. Yeah. He could, I mean, we always do this with... I mean, they, they basically... You have to believe that they have a plan to get to that point. Yeah. But then you have to also take it that the ship is going to just let him in. That isn't yeah. part of his planning process. There's no way if you were writing, if you had all that written out on a board, like a big whiteboard or whatever, and you had all your little lines coming to and from things, that would be the biggest question mark for me. Will yeah. will the fingerprints get me in the ship? There is yeah. no way you can take it that it will. No, not at all. In a similar way that when he when he sort of creates Doomsday. Like, we, do we know that he knows about this? Um, I don't think he knows what the end result is going to be. It seems a strange choice, that's my only thought. It seems a strange choice for him just to go slice his hand open and... Like, wh- and then just... Where did we know that that was going to happen? Where did he know, How did rather? he know that the ship would sort him out? He can't have... Again, he can't have known that. I mean, he can't... This is the problem. He can't have seen anything past getting through those doors. No. There's no way he can have... I just... Yeah. Although, at what point in the timeline did Lex actually acquire the ship? I think it was it was just after the whole Superman uh, Zard fight, wasn't it? It wasn't too far past that. Uh... Which, if that's the case, he's had roughly 18 months with it. Yeah, that is true. I guess we have to take it that that ship isn't as intelligent as it looks because, for a start, it let him in. And secondly, yeah. it seemed fairly ready to give up any information just by his voice, just by him asking the question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Plot hole. Yeah. Okay. So, for that very reason, I am going to give the plot... Um, and... You put Batman versus Superman, it's kind of going to win some points. I'm going to give it a 58. 58? Okay. Slightly above average. Well, you've rounded off your score, which is great. Um, Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm at 60. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, let's just let's talk about in general why I add up these scores. What? What did you think? Overall, was it a film you would go see again? Is it something that you're looking forward to seeing on DVD? Is it something that you want to put in the back of your mind? Um, if I was to go and see the film again, it would purely be so I could um, go back and experience it in 3D. Maybe IMAX, but definitely 3D. Uh, I don't think I would go back into it in in like a 2D environment again. I don't think that appeals to me, but just to see how the film would have come out in 3D, I'd possibly go and watch that again. It, because I'm not going to go and watch it in 3D, I probably will buy the Blu-ray. I don't think I'll go crazy and go special edition and, you know, £25 and you get a bat symbol or something. I will just buy the 3D Blu-ray and watch it in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. Okay. So I guess... 
I guess we have to look at this film from their point of view. They want to make money. You've been to see it. You possibly would go and see it in 3D and then possibly buy the 3D Blu-ray. That's a win. That's yeah. a win for a filmmaker. Yeah. I mean, you're probably looking. Let, I mean, let's you know, You're probably looking at well, seventeen, eighteen quid in the cinema for that and a three D. Um, yeah. I'm probably not that far off again for a three D Blu-ray. Yeah. I mean, if everyone's spending thirty-five pound, then you would be doing good, wouldn't you? And this yeah, this film well, has I mean, made a lot of money. Yeah, I think it quite high high grossing film, regardless as to what people have said. Yes. Um, had I have seen it in 3D, would I buy the 3D Blu-ray? Probably not. Do you think you would have bought it eventually? Do you think it would be one of these that eventually you would pick it up at, you know, seven, eight quid or whatever when it comes down? I don't know, because I've somewhat slipped on buying all of the... Uh... Actually, I don't think I bought a Blu-ray in a good long time. I don't remember the last Blu-ray that I purchased. Um... But that's because Netflix and YouTube have taken over for me. I think this is it. I, I mean, I've gone through a stage where I refused to get Netflix for a long time. Yeah. Purely based on the fact that I wanted to watch everything that I'd started on Sky and Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I held off and I got it probably about a month ago now. Um, and I was always going to get it eventually, but it has taken a while. And I think... I think it stopped me buying films, but for a while I was renting a lot of films, and it yeah. meant that when it when I got to the point where I was spending four pound on a film, I would just buy the the DVD or the Blu-ray. Yeah. So I actually went through a stage of buying a lot again. I used to have hundreds of DVDs that I sold, um, and I, I've only bought Blu-rays where I wanted them to watch over and over again. So I mean, if you look at yeah. my Blu-rays, it, it's 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 a great selection of films. If you took away my Blu-ray collection, if you can call it that, and that was the only films you could ever watch again, I think you'd be fairly happy. So yeah. it's starting to get a little bit weaker now as, as Blu-rays come down in price, but I think I would have eventually bought this, but not on 3D. Mm. So I think that's where I'm at. I, won't, I wouldn't be going to the cinema again, but I would definitely be buying a Blu-ray at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... It's hard because obviously we criticize you criticize these films because you expect so much from them. You expect so much from every film now. It doesn't matter whether you see, what you want yeah. to see. So it's tough. I think you come across very negative sometimes in these in these reviews and and when you're talking about these things. But you know it wasn't that bad. It could have been a lot worse. It wasn't that bad. No. I was very worried I think when I saw on, the reviews. Yeah, on Twitter I gave it a. Albeit somewhat arbitrary score of sixty five percent. Okay, so I mean, I did it did say I think the Haybro score would probably reflect be a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's talk about the scoring system and I'll see what you think. But you scored it two seventy overall, which is fifty four. Okay, I scored it. I, I'll, I will stand by that. Yeah, I scored it two nine five, which I which is fifty nine. So I've round well, averaged that and rounded it to fifty-seven. It, yeah. I think. I always feel that these things because it's because that's so close to fifty, it feels harsh. But fifty-seven yeah. probably sounds about right to me. It's above average. And again, I yeah. mean, when you think that, um, I mean, would you say that seventy-five is good and then a hundred is great? I'd say, I'd say sixty-five is good. 
So when you say 65 is good, that's not far off of being a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's average to good, isn't it, in that case? Just bang in that's, the middle. It's like a, like what, a C minus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not terrible. No. No, I don't think it is. And I th- I think I think that's fair. Again, I I've, I've sort of run this. I feel like I feel like this works. And um yes, which it does. We, I spent a long time on this. I didn't just come up with this. I uh and I was in a drunken moment after James Bond. Well, basically I came back <laughs> from um London and I'd just been to see Fast and Furious 7 at the IMAX. Uh, basically, we had, right. we had a weekend in London, and it was on in the morning before we could get a train back. Um, and I spent just over two hours on the train trying to work out what I could do with this, and like what mm-hmm. were important. And I started off with a twenty-five points, like tw- like four different options. Um, yeah, which kind of worked, but you know, I feel like as much as I looked out on this, I did try very hard to get somewhere towards what I thought. A scoring yeah. system should be. I stand by the fact that if you if you come out of a a film and go, yeah, it was an average film, seven A, you're doing a massive injustice to yeah. the entire scoring system of of, of something like IMDb. So yeah. yeah, I mean, while we're on that, why don't we look at what IMDb was? But then, in the same vein, if you, I don't. I don't know whether you actually ever did this, but I used to buy um, gaming magazines. Yeah. Back when I was younger and yeah. poorer and I could only afford maybe one game every two or three months, I would buy a gaming magazine and I'd be like, oh yeah, I really want to see what this game did. Oh, it got 76. Maybe I won't buy that game. Yeah. 76? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I think that is partly... I think that's got worse over time. If you look at, yeah. if you look at IGN now, they very rarely slate a game to the point where you yeah. think, oh. And to be honest, that. I've stopped looking at those things. As have I. I will, if I think about watching a TV series, I will look on IMDb. I'm less likely to do it with a film. And that is partly because I am happy to watch a shit film. Yeah. Because it's two hours of your life. And to be honest, sometimes yeah. a shit film's better than a good one. Um, purely because you, can, you laugh at it rather than with it. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Fifty-seven in that way seems harsh, but I, I I think that's about right. I think I mean, well, what did James Bond end up with? What did I can uh, never remember this? It was a, it was sixty-nine, I think. I feel like that was about right. Well, I wasn't part of that, so it don't count. So that's fine. <laughs> what did you? I, I mean, do you think this was better than that? Yes. I don't. But. I feel like Bond was more consistent in its scoring. I mean, for example, yeah. we scored. I scored background at forty, and you at thirty-five. That pretty much damaged my. I mean, if you take away that and take an average of the rest, this film is about a sixty-five. If you take yeah. away background, but you can't take away the background. I can never forget that background. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but I th- I well I think the biggest problem. With the whole James Bond, uh, Batman, Superman yeah. comparison, is the the subject matter for me. Batman is always going to beat James Bond. Yeah. Ooh. There's a question for you. In a fight, Batman versus James Bond, they both are highly trained and they both have gadgets. It's funny that you said this because I've been coming up with a list of this style of question, um, for Daniel, literally to. Uh, <laughs> I thought we could spend. 
a podcast just going through and doing this. And I wanted to make it really random. I wanted to be like, um, I don't know, um, the the Terminator against, I'm making these up now and it's not going to be great, but the Terminator against Spider-Man. I want it to be that level. And I've been doing this. Yeah. Bond would lose in almost every situation. Because Batman's gadgets are better? I mean, for a start, I, mean, I think he'd blow him up. I think he would shoot a rocket at him and that would be it. The issue with Bond is, if you if you take five steps back from Bond, he will just walk at you. Okay. I don't feel like he's ever got anything more than the fact that he can chase you. And hold you at gunpoint. He is a little bit um, gung ho at times, whereas Batman is probably sat in the rafters throwing smoke pe- smoke pellets at the. Gunpoint. I think the other issue is if Batman has got if if this Batman has got a reason to want to kill James Bond, he'll just do it. Mm. If you're asking me whether the Dark Knight Batman would, it's a very different story. I think I think that could that could be very yeah. different, but yeah, I, I wanted to do this uh, at some point. Maybe maybe we need to do this then. Yeah. Um, because I was sort of under the impression that this would be great, but with more than two people. Um, yeah. And I have got a bit of a list going. Um, but I was trying to. <laughs> one of the things that I really don't want to do with 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 this is is like, is have to go out and look for stuff. So as yeah. I watch films, I have written down characters. Um, and that's like the way I want to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes complete <sighs> sense. I don't want it to feel manufactured. And again, you know, I mean, we didn't describe it what the podcast is supposed to be, but this podcast started as me and my brother catching up and being like, do you know what? I'd love to do a podcast. And maybe yeah. us catching up will be interesting to someone. And that's all it'll ever be, I think. So it's, it's keeping it down in that way. Yeah. That sounds really negative. <laughs> keeping it down. <laughs> but yeah, that is a really good question. I don't I'm not I don't think Bond would ever win these things. What do you think? Do you think Bond's got a chance? No, not really. I'm, like I say, I think Batman would use his um his training and he would be sneaky and cuz I mean from what I've seen of James Bond, dude seems to pick up an automatic weapon shoot it in the general direction of bad guys, yeah. and they fall over and die. Yeah. Uh, occasionally he gets lucky and hits something explosive and everything goes boom. Yeah. That's about it. Whereas Batman is... You could go on so many levels He's for this. sneaky and he's trained and he has gadgets geared towards fighting in a big, bad way. Aston Martin so, versus Batmobile. Oh. Which one? I mean, to be honest, any Batmobile is going to beat the Aston Martin. 66 Batman Batmobile? Mm, that is true. Oh, I'd like to see that fight. Yeah, it's kind of badass, but... Yeah, that is an interesting oh, fight. Oh, the DB5. The DB5 versus the 66 Batmobile. What about um, Alfred? Let's say Alfred in um, The Dark Knight. Okay, so Michael Yeah. King? Versus... Right. M, but Judy Dench. <laughs> oh, that is kind of. Um, I I don't think Alfred would hit a woman. Well, that is a problem, but he, in this, he, he, I mean, she has made him very angry. Um, <laughs> have we just blown away our podcast? Is this a whole separate podcast? 
I, it possibly is. I think this is already a two-parter. Um, okay, I'll tell you what, right? Let's take this away. You write down some. I'll write down some. And okay. let's bring this back. Okay, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely up for that. This is great. I can't believe I've given you homework. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Okay, do you think we need to wrap this up? Do you think we're about there? Um, Yeah, I don't know about your recording, but mine is a good few hours. Yes. I, I'm really looking forward to. I listen through everything. I don't know about you. Do you do that before? Um, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I always make the joke that I, do, I want to cut out anything that I said that was vaguely, like, nasty to something. But obviously, don't say that. But I do listen to everything and realize that I'm really shooting myself in the foot when I record a two-hour podcast. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think this has been great. I think Superman was. It, it was a good film, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, but it wasn't anything particularly amazing. Would you recommend it to a non-comic book movie loving friend? No, no. Me, I always use I this. Think that's essentially what it boils down to. A lot of people have always said I'm too happy to watch random films. I always put it down to the fact that I'm always sat in front of the TV, so I can afford to watch a shit film. Yeah, um, and I think now this sort of film just isn't. If you haven't watched this film already. And you're not thinking about getting it on DVD, like a release, I'd say that's probably your market gone. Yeah. I can't imagine many people that haven't seen this film will be sat watching it on ITV in, in a few years' time. No. But I think. I, I would love to know how many people have bootlegged this movie. Yeah. You, Those, these a, stats a normally come out. Willing to put the time in. They normally do come out, these stats, because I remember um, Fast and Furious has been huge on that. Loads of people, yeah. um, and there was a few other films that didn't do great, but but you know a lot of people downloaded them. So, yeah, that is an interesting thought. Okay, so I think we can round that up there. I think fifty-seven for this, and this yep. will go on the board that is going to be made eventually. Um, <laughs> do you want to give them your whore myself? Yeah, do you want to give them your YouTube and Twitter for anyone that got this far? Uh, well. I just want to say thank you very much to Gary for having me on the uh, the podcast. I've always been a, I want I don't want to say I've been a listener from the start, but I have listened to to them all from the start. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for allowing me to help create the content that I love to to listen to. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. You can catch me on Twitter at Gaming for Good. That's Gaming, the number four, good, one, one. Gaming for Good 11. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Gaming for Good 11. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash G4G11. And, um, yeah, just hit me up and we can have a chat. And I'm always willing to tweet back, as Gary found out. Yeah. And I think we need to have another chat about games because I've written down some stuff I need to talk to you about. Yeah, um, definitely. And this list keeps getting longer. Um, <laughs> and also there's a few more films that I think we could talk about. And we didn't even yes. hit on the fact that um, that I did the Dave Thomas thing earlier. Um, I know. I, to be fair, I don't know if you caught it, but I tried to Dave Thomas you. Oh, really? Um, ooh, might have been last October. Wow, I did not notice that. You didn't get it. Damn. Oh, that's so frustrating. I mean, to be honest with you, I was kind of of the opinion, that, and I and I definitely knew I was letting it slip. And I yeah. sort of thought there's there's three options here. Firstly, you haven't seen that podcast, which I think was unlikely from conversations we previously had. Um, 
Secondly, you were just you just wouldn't notice. Or thirdly, you knew all along. So yeah. I was like, when I sent the message where I said, at any point you can get out of this, I knew that I was giving that away. Um, that was what gave it away. But to yeah. be completely honest, I was kind of under the impression, and I said this to Kat at the time, that if you got it, it'd be great. If I got it, it'd be great. Either way, I couldn't lose, apart from the fact that I actually lost 1-0. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it was a win-win situation. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think when I tried to do it to you, you were probably heavily into moving at that point. It was Possibly maybe so. the second week of October. I think t- my my problem was that we were supposed to get the house about two months before we did, and therefore yeah. everything was in a box, which, as you saw earlier, everything still is. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I probably I probably just completely missed it. But the funny thing was, like we um, we started this year again, me and Kat. And I had never thought of it. I'd just like completely ignored it for about two months. And we were sat, and I've got a, like a small office. One of my rooms in my house is like, and I we we actually we've got two desks back to back, and Kat got me. That and, is adorable. And I sat there. You two share an office? Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, basically, <laughs> it's just my my work and 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 hers, and it's just easier to sit in an office than, um, than right sit on. A, you know on a on a settee or whatever. Um, so yeah, so she got me, and we obviously were facing away from each other, and I just I, I just had that... my hands in my head, just leaning <laughs> on the desk, and I was that's gutted. the joy of the game. And um, the great thing was we didn't speak after that for at least five minutes, and since then, and to be honest, we've gone heavy on it this year, and I think it's I think it's six five to me. Wow. Um, so we've gone heavy, but I know that it'll fizzle out, and then when it comes back, it's gonna be so good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I love that. Earlier. That, that is the joy of the game. But now, if you remember, um, I was saying to you, I said, uh, "Oh, I've got a really special video coming out with a big YouTuber soon." Oh, I do point, remember you that. You were supposed to turn to me and say, "Oh yeah, who?" Yeah. Dick Thomas Hunter Wendy's. And then you just didn't buy it at all. You were the just danger like, oh, okay. with this <laughs> is that obviously we both use a Twitter account, so we're gonna have to monitor who you get if you get people. Cause yeah, well, to be fair, I, you're the only me. person that I thought about trying yeah. to play with. Because I know my girlfriend is just like she'll. I'll tell her I showed her the podcast, so technically she's playing. Yeah, yeah, she's playing. Um, but I know that I could Dave Thomas her, and then ten minutes later I could do it again. Yeah, this and she hated me for it, so I couldn't. I couldn't do it to her. That's great. We've started something. Yeah. Should I even bring up the um, Impractical Jokers gig or gigs next year? Uh, sadly, no. Yeah. I, I, if I thought for one minute that the guys were gonna see a penny of that three hundred plus pounds that I would be spending on sixty pound tickets, yeah. I would do it in a Have heartbeat. Have you seen that? Because I know there's another gig coming out. Yeah, it's O2 on Sunday, yeah. isn't it? The tickets go on pre-sale on Friday, and then there was a pre-sale actual sale um, yesterday as well. Um, okay, but it was a fan club one, and I didn't know how to get onto them. Yeah, I, I, it was. I don't know if it was the same as last time. I did something. I, I shelled out. I think I told you this, didn't I? I shelled out. Yeah, yeah. The best part of three hundred and seventy-five pounds, which I feel yeah. awful for because I've just lined someone's pocket. Yeah, I can't. You've essentially. You what you've done is I fuel um, the industry that I hate, and yeah. I know it, and I I I hate yeah. myself for it. 
I guess the issue is I felt like that was the only opportunity. Yeah. And yeah, I felt like the money was worth it. I'll tell you what though, I hate myself for it. Which is a shame. But that's is what I was saying. If I thought for one second that they would get it, because I know they're gonna earn it. Yeah, yeah. The only other problem is that um if it was a small intimate gig, admittedly no not as many people would be able to see yeah. it, they wouldn't make the money and it wouldn't be worth the trip for them. But if it was a small intimate gig then it would be worth it, but with big arenas. I don't know if you've ever been to see comedy at an arena. I have, yeah. I have. I, I, although I, I've had mixed experiences. I've been to see quite a lot. As have I. Um, um, I had a friend who um, said, oh, I, my my ex-girlfriend's favourite comedian is Michael McIntyre. I bought these tickets. They've cost me money. I need these. I kind of need the money. You like comedy. Do you want to buy them? And I said, yeah, that, fine. That's great. And I paid... I think it was £80 a ticket for these freaking Michael yeah. McIntyre tickets. I got there, it was the Nottingham Arena, and the only thing behind me was a breeze block wall. Yeah. It was a, just the very back row. And essentially what I did is I went to the Nottingham Arena to watch the Michael McIntyre DVD with thousands of people. Yeah. It's funny because I, I just... went to see Michael McIntyre and had exactly the same experience. I was, I was on the floor of the Sheffield yeah. Arena... At the back of the floor. Um, so there was thousands of people behind me who must have been even more disappointed than I was. Um, yeah. I'll tell you the one thing, it felt like he'd, he'd already got my money. But I yeah. say that, I sat on the back row of the top of Sheffield Arena to see Russell Howard. And I bought tickets at the last minute and it was great. Um, it definitely depends who you get. I saw um, John Bishop actually and... Um, he everything about John Bishop makes me think that he really appreciates the fact that you go out and watch him. Yeah, and that was great as well. But yeah, Michael McIntyre. That's why I always, I, you know what Jimmy Carr always does. Um, he always does the Sheffield City Hall. Yeah, he does which smaller. He's a lot better, venues. and I always think he does great gigs. Um, yeah, and I put it down to the fact that it's in the City Hall as opposed to an arena. I've actually been out to see Jimmy Carr three times, yeah. I want to say. I think we've been twice. So, yeah. We missed his last tour, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I don't think it will be as good in the in a, in a arena as it would have been. I mean, they, they sort of do two, three thousand people in America. Yeah. They're going to be doing yeah. a lot more than that in the arena, and it is going yeah. to suffer from that, but I think they'll play to it a lot. Yeah, I think they will have tailored the show to yeah. being a, an arena show. Um, but I just didn't want to spend £300 to sit at the back of an arena and watch a DVD. Yeah, I, I, I had exactly the same thing. I got row B tickets. Yeah, you, I know you went real close. I was, I basically went, if I'm going to give someone a load of money, you want good I'm, I'm going to pay good for good seats. And yeah. I also I went, I booked Birmingham purely because it was like yeah. half the price. Of all the other tickets, um, I mean, I would have yeah. never given anyone six hundred pound. I kind of feel like three. It works out about three fifty. The the thing yeah. that really pissed me off is fifty pound of what I've given them goes to StubHub, I just, which is yeah, an it's eBay just company, fees. and that's the worst feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, way to end the uh, the podcast on a high. <laughs> okay, I think big time. Um. Okay, well, I t- 
I, I think yeah, as I was saying, you know, thank you for 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 doing this. I think it's, it's been great. Been I really enjoyed pleasure. it. Um, if you got okay. this far, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can either email us on heybropodcast at hotmail or get us on Twitter at heybropod. Uh, send us an email and abuse for everything that we got wrong in this podcast. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.